hi and welcome back to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where we talk about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm your host, life coach Emma Wilson, and I'm here to help you feel better, get unstuck and be more confident in your 30s. And this is episode number 51. Wild that last episode we celebrated the 50th with a very special podcast with Dorothy Johnson, the breakup coach. So if you've not listened to that one, I recommend going back and having a listen. But this week we are diving into another guest interview, someone I am really excited to interview all about turning 30 and choosing the different path. But before we dive in and before I officially introduce this week's guest, I wanted to let you all know that we are now officially in May. This is my first podcast episode of the month and after a very long wait I'm finally about to relaunch my Reclaim group program. So I'm going to be talking a lot about this in my podcast episodes coming up and also on my Instagram which is the main place where I hang out for those of you that are new to turning 30 and don't already know me and I'm really excited that finally after the doors to the last program closed back in March that I am inviting a new group of women who are going to come together and we are going to together work on how to make the most of this life decade this amazing time that we get to show up as our best selves a special group of women who are ready to not accept what society says and that our 30s have to be all about settling down and being serious and you know doing the things that society expects not because we don't want to do those things maybe we do but we want to do it on our own terms and that's exactly what this group is about and it really is for anybody who is just feeling stuck and feeling like you want to make a change but you're not really sure exactly how and you would like to do it in a community of really hand-picked women who are dedicated to doing this work and it's going to be really amazing which is the adjective that I always use to describe all of my coaching programs and containers but it really really is and even though I'm not releasing the details yet because we're officially opening the doors in two weeks time if you're listening to this in real time but what I will say is to get onto the waitlist so I've created a waitlist there's already quite a lot of you who are on there and this waitlist is basically going to give you a first access to the course I'm giving a very special discount to those of you on the waitlist and for those of you who are my existing clients and you're going to be the first to know about the doors opening and you'll have a chance to pre-register and it's just a no-brainer. Just go and click the link in the podcast bio. You can also go on my uh, Instagram bio and just get on there and you'll receive an email the week before just to let you know the details. And for those of you who want to get some free training, I'm also going to be doing what I'm calling the pre-party or the, or the pre-drinks to the course itself. And I'm going to be running a two-part free masterclass all about comparison and how to overcome it, how to ditch the timelines and really live your own path. And also the second part is going to be a chance to really get to know what life coaching is and how it works and really understand the power of your mind and the power of a group and a community. So it's an added webinar that I'm going to be putting on because I know so many of you listen to this podcast and you love all my content and you message me all the time saying how great it is to be part of the Turning 30 community but you don't actually know what coaching is and it's really hard decision to make when you know that you want to sign up for something but you aren't 100% sure what you're getting into so that's the reason I'm going to be doing a special workshop so that you can all really know what you're getting yourselves into and you can understand how we can create any result that we want in our life all through the power of our mind and the ability to be coached and really put ourselves first. 
But more on that to come in the future. So really watch out. Watch out for the free masterclass sign-up, which should be opening next week. And then watch out for the Reclaim Doors opening, which I will tell you about at the start of the next podcast episode. Be sure that this is something I feel very, very passionate about and I'm so excited to bring it to you. So I will probably talk about it quite a lot. In the meantime, let's get back to this week's interview. And let me tell you about this week's guest. But before I do, I want to say that as somebody who really grew up and was signaled and modeled all of the ways I was supposed to grow up. I definitely was that person, and maybe many of you relate to this, that really did try to do all the right things. I really made sure that I was going to go to the right university and go and be a lawyer and go and do the things that I had been told, whether it be explicitly from my parents and my wider family or from my teachers, instead of actually questioning truly what I wanted to do and I always take responsibility for that and I know that it's such a big part of my journey was doing all of those things and then realizing at some point that I wanted something else but not all of our journeys are like this not all of our journeys are the same as mine and that's why I think this week's guest is so important because she in a very inspiring way from such a young age from her early 20s really knew that she didn't want to be the same as everybody else and she chose her own path and I thought it was really important to invite a guest on the podcast who maybe didn't have those societal conditionings as things that were so oppressive for her and she really had the courage from such a young age to be able to follow her own path and it is to me something that is maybe a little bit more rare that I'm used to interviewing guests on the podcast but definitely a story and a perception that is very valuable to listen to for all of us. For those of you who have been following my adventures uh, with my remote work and in Panama you will have seen that I was visiting a client slash friend who was living in Panama who's recently moved there and I say this time and time again when I introduce podcast guests that my favorite guests to interview are my clients. I love having my clients on to talk about whatever their businesses are and whatever their experiences are but I just really love the conversations when we can talk about the coaching and how it's helped them to get to where they are And this guest is no exception as she is somebody who finished the Turning 30 coaching program a couple of months ago and we had the privilege of finishing the coaching together in person in Panama in Playa Vanau where she's based. So without further ado, I'll actually introduce her. Today's guest episode is with Emily Shane. Emily is a holistic therapist, international yoga teacher, wellness entrepreneur and the founder of Embody, an online women's wellness and wholeness company. Her signature coaching program, The Embodied Method, empowers women in their holistic health journeys through mindset, lifestyle, and embodiment practices. She now runs her business from Panama, where she relocated with her dog, Blue, continuing her self-discovery journey and slowing down to simply enjoy life more. Welcome, Emily, to the podcast. Hi, Em, and welcome to the Turning 30 podcast. Hi, my love. So happy to be here. Such a long time coming. I'm so happy that we finally sat down to record. And for those listening who follow either of us on Instagram or who follow Turning 30, they will recognize you as the famous Emily who I spent a month with in Panama. We were neighbors and we're obviously going to talk a little bit about that and how we know each other. Uh, And I think my favorite guests on the podcast are those who have aligned missions, which I know that we so have, and also my clients or my past clients. So it's really an honor and a big moment for us to finally sit down and record. It's a big moment also, Em, because you have been such a big part of my recent journey and your time in Panama was kind of like the moment where we wrapped it all up. We were in our coaching program together when, when you were here and it was just so amazing to to share this place with you and I feel like like you said it's a long time coming like we we had so many conversations and now and now the podcast conversation is here 
I know. I feel like I wish that we could have like had a microphone following us around in Panama when we had all those amazing chats. Such and, like, good content. Right? <laughs> like, if anyone was like overhearing us, they'd be like, firstly, those two need to calm down with all of their coaching, <laughs> coaching insights <laughs> and all the lessons that we were learning. Lots of amazing conversations and topics that we always have to talk about. And yeah, I feel like there's so much to dive into today. Before I get you to tell about your story, should we just share our little love story and how we got to know each other? Just to, I guess, share with the audience how, how it happened. Cause, yes. 100% it was, yes. Yeah, it's like a funny story. I always think it's really, maybe it's only funny to us. So, you know, if, if you're listening and this isn't funny to you, sorry. sorry. Um, <laughs> skip to minute 13. <laughs> yeah, skip now. <laughs> but basically, I just, I really like how kind of the stars align because what happened was you were in Panama right after your um after the first lockdown right after the first year of corona you decided to go to Panama and at the same time that was when I decided to go to Costa Rica and when I was actually there I was watching you and you had no idea who I was and I was following your stories and I was watching what you were doing and I was like I want to go to Panama it looks really amazing so I messaged you and I think it must have gone to your requests or something like it was you didn't see it saying hi I'm Emma <laughs> I'm also thinking of coming to Panama is that a good place to cut and to travel to anyway and then you know I was also following you when I went back to Tel Aviv and then I attended your I love how I'm telling you as if you don't know the story and then I, I, I messaged you when you were running rooftop yoga sessions because your house studio was literally next to my old apartment and I did a yoga session with you and then we just kept in touch and then I can't remember was it that we just had mutual friends and we kept seeing each other and we we were arranging to meet for a coffee to just sit down and have a chat and then you spoke to my website designer to talk about your website and then they showed you my sorry I'm like completely making this story much longer than it is they showed you my website and then you were like that's a sign we should meet up and then we met and then we decided to work together. Yeah, I love how your story starts. Like my story would have started in Tel Aviv because, and that's how funny like Instagram is, is we never know who is like along in our journey. But yeah, like later when I saw your message, when I was back in Tel Aviv, we had already connected through the yoga. And then I realized that you have this incredible coaching brand. And I got so curious because I was in this moment of transition from all the, you know, I just returned from Panama back to Tel Aviv. I was thinking kind of like, what are my next steps? And yeah. And then we went for coffee and I was like, I want to work with you. I just want to tap into, into the energy that, you know, that I feel from you. I didn't, I didn't like look at so deeply. I try to like, you know, not look around too much on social media, but it is hard. But then once I tapped into what you were doing, I just felt so called. And also I just felt like our personal connection just grew throughout so much. Yeah. And I think that the nice thing about the story, firstly, the full circle-ness of the whole thing, how then I then helped you during the coaching container with this big decision that you made to move right. to Panama, which I know you're going to talk a little bit about, but you know, you were going through a really big process and I then went back to Central America again in the winter and then decided to come and join you in Panama after obviously being in so many sessions and on a personal level talking about it. So I love firstly how full circle it was, but also again, really relevant here. You never know who's looking at you on social media and also that you were so inspiring to me what you were doing. And it's definitely the case of a sole client, you know, when somebody comes along and you just really click and you get each other and such a passion of mine. And I'm sure it's the same uh, for you to work with other business owners, other entrepreneurs especially female entrepreneurs who who are re really living out their their dream and uh, their mission so love that story I feel like it's yeah it's really special and we're really lucky definitely, for sure it definitely was like a very it felt very empowering to start to work together because there was just this mutual respect for each other also and then having you in Panama and actually seeing everything I'd been speaking about prior to and like being here in the community and meeting the friends and going to salsa night together. <laughs> yes, love it. I miss it, I miss it. It's so crazy when we just got on the call and I saw Emily's background on the on the Zoom video and we were literally neighbors and we were staying in the same place just in the, in the room next door and just such good memories. It was such an amazing, uplifting time and it was really because of this 
I guess, amazing friendship and professional relationship also that yeah. that we built. And yeah, that's why we're going to share some of our things that we talk about with, yeah. with everyone today. And we picked the topic that we've picked because we had a few different options in, in mind, because I think that's one that both of our audiences will really you know, benefit from hearing from. So we've decided to talk about turning 30, obviously, but also picking the, the less traveled route, picking the path, the alternative path that most people don't. So I'll throw it over to you and I would love you, you know, I've already obviously introduced you at the beginning, but I would love to just hear about your journey, I guess about your twenties and, you know, where, where you've got to today in relation to picking the, the alternative route. So this thread of like, of choosing the alternative path has always been there. I think throughout my whole life, I grew up, you know, living in kind of in two different countries and being exposed to different parts of the world. And right after high school, actually at 18, like five days after I graduated, I moved to Israel. And um, I really, even back then, I wanted to take some time off just to connect to myself. It ended up rolling into, you know, studying and building a life there. I bartended, I had different experiences, and then I discovered yoga. And already that just led me down the path of deep self-discovery, deep healing for things that I had suffered from in my teenage years, like not only, you know, depression and anxiety, which so many people go through, but also just like, you know, physical things, learning more about holistic health and learning how to work with the body on a deep level and how, and how to handle experiences that you feel within yourself on a physical level. And so all of that path of yoga tapped me continuously deeper and deeper and deeper into myself. And when you go on that path, sometimes you start to see inconsistencies between your inner connection and how the outer world functions. And so, you know, once you're on that path, you start to build and you have to balance, you know, having your classes and having your business and having your family life and your personal connection with yourself. And as time went on and, you know, when COVID hit, I had already built a following in Tel Aviv after being a yoga teacher for many years. I had my home yoga studio because I had this rooftop during COVID that I could teach. I could teach there in that outdoor space. But it was a consequence of COVID. You know what I mean? It wasn't always my biggest vision for myself to have a yoga studio. I loved connecting with people. I loved going through processes with people. I loved holding space for people. But basically... As COVID continued and things just changed in my life, I went through a big breakup. I, for a long time, I wanted to move to a place with more nature and feel more connected. And I just got this opportunity basically to be a teaching resident at a, you know, at this international company called Selena. And I ended up coming here to Panama for four months. And again, I was faced with this question as how are you going to integrate this information that you know within yourself and bring it out into the world? And so when I met you, that's when I kind of understood that I have some, again, some really big questions to answer, even though I had built this whole life in Tel Aviv that I really loved and developed a career, I had these new callings coming up. And how was I going to go about making these decisions? How brave was I going to be in listening to my inner self? Because it is funny how just life continues to show us, you know, the questions and the things that are really important to us. Even when we think we have things established and everything going, new opportunities come and, and we have to decide how to like heed that call. Wow. I love that so much. And the thing that I love so much about your story is that I never actually usually tell people's age in the podcast. It's something that sometimes comes up if people say it, but you know, you're 28 mm -hmm. and you have moved country twice. And you have built a business and you've done all these amazing things. And I think what really stands out to me is the, the courage part. You just said you've got to be brave when you really connect with your inner self and you have to make these decisions and actually follow it. And I know that, you know, we're talking about the alternative path. We're not, you know, talking about you've not gone to live in the hills somewhere in Nepal mm -hmm. and become a Buddhist monk. You know, when we talk about alternative path, I think that what we're really talking about here is not doing the mainstream thing, like going out and maybe getting a job in the corporate world and staying in one place and living right next to your family and getting, you know, being in a relationship from a young age and all of these things. I think when we're talking about the path, that's what I know a lot of my audience and in my coaching brand, that's what I talk about is the, you know, the 30 manuals, they're doing all the things in a set way. And yeah, I just really adore about your story is that 
you obviously have a calling to do things a little bit differently to maybe what society says, potentially what your, you know, your parents say, things like we're signaled all the time to do things a certain way. And you listen to that inner voice when you hear it and you then are brave enough to make the decisions that go along with what you actually authentically and truly want. Yeah, for sure. I think when you talk about like the alternative path, it's also, you know, having starting a business and how committed are you to to doing that from a young age and onward. And sometimes we do things and we listen to the calling and, you know, it leads us also different directions. We don't really know like where it leads, but I definitely have this quality about myself that I try to also bring into my work that I don't want to compromise too much on this beautiful life. I want to discover, I want to be brave. I want to go after the things that light me up. And I, and I love seeing that in other people too, when they do that and, and when they work with everything that that brings up, because it's never necessarily perfect. It is incredible and an amazing learning experience and sometimes just the thing that you need, you know? Yeah. And I think what you said then about, about it not being perfect is also a really important point. Like I think a lot of us, think that if we choose a different path to one that maybe we had planned or that we had in mind and for example we quit a big job we start a business we come out of a big relationship we move country all of these big decisions that both of us I guess have have done many many times Mm -hmm. over the years that it should be easy that it should just be like okay that's it like it just you know you make the big decision that's the hard part the making the decision is really tough and then the path goes and you're like okay and then it should be a certain way And one thing that I've learned, and I know we've probably spoken about this uh, before, is that just because you decide what feels aligned and right for you and authentic, it doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean it's perfect. It means that you're just about to go and learn a lot of lessons on the way, but at least while you're, whilst you're learning them, they're going to be lessons that you'll value because they're aligned with what you actually want. Of course. I I actually think that when I decided to move here again to Panama, a lot of my inner work was around like, I know that it looks perfect, but this is actually just because I really need this. And how do I actually relay to the outer world that actually it's not all perfect, but it's incredibly valuable. And many parts of it are answering that thing that I needed at that time. And so it is more holistic. It's not that, you know, we, we get these callings, we get these visions and we just go for it and drop everything. It's all about integration work, right? Like we have to integrate the lessons from different chapters in our lives to feel whole within ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And what would you say to somebody who is listening, who maybe does feel out of alignment right now maybe they do feel like they are called to do something different even that if that's to do a big thing that moves city or country or even something smaller but they're not sure if they can you know actually make the jump and that and they're feeling afraid you know what what's helped to guide you in the past when you've made these big decisions I think it's a few things. One of the first is all the things that we think we should do. Even I had that as a yoga teacher. I should want to have a yoga studio. Isn't that what every yoga teacher wants? And letting go of those those things where we tell ourselves like, this is what I should do, despite knowing inside that you really have a deep desire, deep questioning, deep calling towards something else. I also think like getting a coach, like working with you was really incredible. I had been and you know, I've done it. I've explored many different healing modalities and therapy and all these things, but getting very focused support in times of transition that really allowed me to step back and feel like, okay, you know, what am I really doing and what's really important to me and how am I navigating my life through that? So getting support was a big thing. And then having a little bit of a layout, like, you know, I, I don't, I checked out Panama before I decided to move. I fell in love. I felt a sense of belonging. I, you know, really felt this really strong pull. Even when I like landed at the at the airport on the tarmac from the plane, I felt this really strong feeling. And that's why I do think working with the body is so powerful because it's like our body tells us, listen to your body. When something feels right, it feels right. When something doesn't feel right, it, you know, that's not the thing. And so have some things laid out, check out the sensations, really take the time to, to feel before making decisions, but, but be aware as you go through the process. So this maybe links a little bit into 
the embodied method, which is your, you know, the method that you use with your uh, coaching clients. But, you know, where do you start if you want to start listening more to your body? Because I obviously completely agree with you that this is so, it's so important. And I actually think that many people, you know, obviously you're, you know, you're a yoga teacher, you've had years and years and years of knowing your body and knowing its reactions. And, but a lot of my clients and my audience and myself struggle with this part most of us are actually really good at being in our minds but not as good as being in our bodies so I would love to just hear a little bit about how you know you work in terms of what the method is and also how you can really help to get into your body more right so I really think about that often because my background is in movement and that's not true for anyone everyone and, and anyone you know so the the thing about embodiment is it's basically being yourself fully in that moment and learning to move from that place and we have all these structures around how we move right like we lay out the yoga mat we have a one hour practice we go to a functional class we have 45 minutes and the teacher tells you what to do but what happens when you close your eyes and you set aside time to feel your body it can be through movement it can be closing your eyes before a meal and tuning into your hunger and your fullness it can be in your sex life it can be in does that feel good to me? Does that not feel good to me? It can be in interactions in your social circles. Do I feel physically at ease or do I not feel physically at ease? That can feel like tightness in your jaw. That can feel like a fast pacing heart. Good, you know, and that's a big yoga principle is simply building awareness for what's going on inside of you and and practicing that as often as you can. So of course, a movement practice, if you have 10, 20, 30 minutes in the morning, that's going to be, you know, your time to close your eyes and say, how does my body want to move today? Sometimes it'll be a walk. Sometimes you'll feel like dancing. Sometimes you'll feel like, you know, a gentle stretch. And then, you know, other practices in the method are really trusting this body connection. This is kind of like what I work with and teach my clients is that if you don't trust your body, if you don't learn to trust these body signals, a big element of your own happiness will go missing. And I think that's what a lot of people search for is like this warm, at peace, calm, grounded, lovely sensation in the body as they do things. Like it's great if we build a business. It's great if we go, you know, if we have a partner, but what if we don't feel good inside? And so the connection to your body is and how to become embodied is by really practicing being fully there moment to moment. If you are sad, what is that expression of sadness in your body? And and can you actually like hold that uncomfortable place of being there? Or if you're like having the time of your life, then embracing that and breathing that in and, and inviting in the moment, but on a physical, on a physical level. Wow. It's so good. And I feel like it's for a lot of people that ability to drop into your body instead of constantly worrying about the future and thinking of you know what you're going to do tomorrow or where you're going to be next week or what your to-do list says is really difficult because it's really alien to us and that's why I love the work you do and I think it's so important and when I discovered it around a year and a half ago that it's so important to know about your body because as much as we can control our thoughts and that's what I teach and I really believe that your thoughts can really control your emotions and therefore your behaviors at the end of the day we're humans we are led by our feelings and our emotions and they are manifested in our body that's what happens that's what an emotion is it's a vibration that takes place in your body and when we miss that part out we miss out on feeling better and that's what we all want to do right that's really the purpose of what we both do what all coaches do is to help people feel better A hundred percent. And I think the thought work is super important. Like my method, it it connects the two, because if you don't have the balance of the two, you're going to get lost in one or the other. Like in the East, you know, they say like, let go of the ego, let go, become free of all these things. And in the West, it's like, have all these values and be these things and make sure that if you're a leader, you're doing it this way. And embodiment is learning to work with the two, right? We have these different thoughts about life. How do we navigate them towards where we want to go? And how do we enjoy along the way through a physical connection to what's actually going on inside. And, and like, maybe, you know, that from coaching, like there are concepts that we can learn through coaching that just take time to integrate. And that integration happens on a physical level and that's okay. Like we need to leave room for that, but both are important. We can't leave one or the other out completely. You know what I mean? And I, and I think in your work, even though you say that you work with the mind, 
you know, there were times where I cried in our sessions and you were holding space for that. And that came through the body, right? That was a physical thing. And there that's integration too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that when I say I work with the mind, we're often focusing a lot on limiting beliefs, narratives, mm -hmm. stories, those, those things that are coming up, but you're completely right because all of those limiting beliefs and narratives and stories create emotional reactions in our bodies. And at the mm -hmm. end of the day, they create the, the behaviors that we do or don't do that therefore lead to the results that we have in our, in our lives. And that's what coaching is, is that we're trying to change in some way the result, even if that result is just acceptance or to feel neutral, mm -hmm. that's what it is. So yeah, so, so important. I love it. And I love the method. And I feel like, and then we alluded to it before when we spoke about salsa dancing, but I think that mm -hmm. dancing is a, is a great embodiment method. And that's something that I'm really learning to integrate right now. And I know it's something that you use a lot in your, in your practices. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Dancing is such a beautiful way to enjoy being in your body, enjoy life, enjoy connection with other people. And here in Panama, you can feel that so much. Just, you know, people are just connected in a different way to how they move. You know, they just, it's less, it's less caught up in how it looks and how it should look. And, you know, it's just joyful and beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because I forgot to send you my daily voice note update before <laughs> to tell you that I actually went to my first ever ecstatic dance. Um, wow. We have night. to talk about that. Yeah. And I think that's really important because again, I'm compared to you, a reasonably reasonable newbie in, in the, in the embodiment <laughs> methods and it's something I've been meaning to do for ages and I've really been putting it off. And there was an event that was running and I decided to go and it was exactly what you just said, dancing with no judgment, you know, the, for anyone who has never been to ecstatic dance before, hasn't heard of it. It's a new movement in the world basically where you go to a, it's a, like a guided session and you have a safe space to dance where you know there's no talking allowed there's only contact with consent there's no drugs or alcohol and it's just complete freedom with amazing music dance and and no one cares it's not like when you're in a club or a bar or something it's completely you know everyone's in their own world and you get to express your emotions through your body and it was so liberating and so freeing and I obviously thought of you when I was there because I knew I was mm. going to tell you about it didn't know it would be on the podcast in front of hundreds of people but here we are <laughs> just linked to the conversation so yeah um ecstatic dance is amazing and I highly recommend it but also like if you zoom out for a second and you actually take what your experience was in ecstatic dance what happened is that you tuned into your body right you tuned into your own feeling and you let it guide you right and when you can also learn to do that in your life, in like the smallest daily things, it really is life-changing because like we, we talk about connecting to your intuition and like connecting to your highest self, but like, you know, we always look out to other people to tell us what that is and no coach is telling you what to do. But this way of connecting with, you, with yourself is like, is another map for showing you this is what I want. This is, this is, this is where my body is guiding me. And to learn to trust that and to feel that and to enjoy that journey Oh, ecstatic dance is the best. <laughs> <laughs> so there's ecstatic dance or just dancing in general, obviously yoga. What else, like what other movements or methods would you, would you say? That yeah. So really my program, my program integrates like naturopathic medicine and holistic health. That's my background along with the yoga, as well as NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. You know, this has been my world for the last eight years. So we can learn from everything and we can find freedom from any tool, but it's learning how to integrate it and live it and be it. So like, you know, and you know this, I know that you know this from your coaching because there's always a discrepancy. When we want change, there's, there the, there's a discrepancy between where we are and where we want to go. And so using the different tools to help us get there, that can be through looking at what's on your plate, that can be through connecting to your femininity and slowing down actually to not burn out. That was a big part of why I moved, you know, to Panama it was just, I wanted to move at a natural cycle for my nervous system and, you know, slow down. So I integrate all these different tools that I've learned, chakra system, different things. And, and it's in one-on-one -on -one sessions where each session demands a different, a different thing. You know what I mean? Each person has their different needs. So that's what we work with. Yeah. Wow. And it's so important that I think when you get the opportunity to help that client go from A to B, that, you know, you've got different methods and different ways that you can tailor 
to each person. And I have the same, you know, our coaching program looked very, very different to somebody who had never ever done any self-development work before. Obviously you've been in this world for however long and I tailored and adapted the work that we did based on that and used different methods and tools. And I'm sure you have the same thing. And also because you're combining, like you said, all the different things that you've learned, you have all these different skills, NLP, you know, the intuitive eating and the naturopathy and everything. So yeah, I just feel like it's really important to, like you said, make sure that you can help clients kind of get from that A to B with all the the tools that you have. And to also take some pressure off and to show them that actually their options are endless. You know, people have many options and sometimes that can feel overwhelming to them. But on another, the other edge, it can also feel really freeing to say, I don't need to be any certain thing. I can tap in to what I need now. And that's my medicine now. Wow. I love that. So we skipped a little bit because I want to go back to talking about the alternative path because yeah. I just realized that that's the topic and we, we went on a diversion, which is very, yeah. very, uh, very me. Uh, very what, us. Sorry, yes, very <laughs> us going off on a tangent on another topic. But yeah, what I wanted to ask was, you know, you were, you were young when you discovered yoga and, mm-hmm. you know, you decided to pursue this, this path and start your own business, become an entrepreneur at a very young age. What was it like to, I guess, respond to society or did you have pressures, I guess, from, from others around you to do something more mainstream or to kind of not go on this path? Was that something that you felt? Well, it's funny. And this is kind of how it connects to also turning 30, because when I was younger, you know, and my parents are incredible and they've always been very supportive. And when I was younger, they, you know, they said, go explore, do your thing and very much. But as I get older, there is this, you know, this voice that, and I think, I think even with the yoga, there were even times where sometimes it looks really hippie or, you know, for the, for the eyes that can't understand what you're doing because they wouldn't do it, there's always questions coming up. And I do think that the social pressure rises as you get older because you're supposed to have it all figured out and your life is supposed to look a certain way. And when I thought about what I wanted to say today, I kind of feel like this is it. Like, it's not easy to listen to yourself. You know, people think that it's easy. We admire these people go off and live their dreams. It's not always easy to do that. What it is, is very valuable. It will teach you about yourself. And I do truly believe, and this is from my own experience, it gives you more happiness and freedom in your life because, you know, despite what people say, that's always going to be from their paradigm, from what's right for them. And it, and this is something I actually learned from you, like simply tuning out those voices and listening inwards to yourself, you know, and we talked about that a lot when I was about to make this change that didn't make sense to others. And that kind of felt like, what are you doing? You've built so much. Why leave it? You know, but, but at the end of the day, we can't live by other people's voices. We just can't. Yeah. It's not, it's not our journey. Yeah. I think that's really, really important what you just said, really meaningful. I always say this, and I'm sure I said it to you at some point, and I've probably said it on the podcast before, but you know, at the end of the day, people are always going to have opinions, just like you said, and it comes from their paradigms, their, sometimes even their social uh, pressures, their social conditioning. And um, People are always going to have opinion of us, but at the end of the day, we're the only ones that have to get up in the morning and get out of our beds and put our shoes on and walk outside into our lives and open up our laptops or go to our beach or whatever. (laughs) Um, And that's what I'm saying. (laughs) That's what I'm saying though. Like, you know, I get that it's not the normal thing, but you know, if I'm holding space for clients and that's my work, right? Like I'm in the wellness, like I, this is part of it. I get to wake up now in the mornings and, and it doesn't, and you know, walk on the beach with my dog and it doesn't make my life perfect. But what it does allow me to do is do what on a deep level feels right for me and then to move from there. Yeah. And so, and, and you can get really wrapped up, you know, in, in those other people's voices. And especially if you believe them, that's the biggest mistake. You got to believe your own voice, your own journey. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, there's just a really blurred line between other people's voices and our own inner critic. And I think that when, it, when we've been told, especially if, it, if it's by caregivers, you know, by parents or mm-hmm. other family members from a really young age to be a certain way, or have been, we've, even not, we've been modeled a certain way to be a certain way, then it's, it's hard to break free because it's hard to know when our voice, you know, ends and their voice begins. Now, mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting how much we have in common, and, but how different our journeys were. 
to get into this industry. And I think that's why it's so interesting to even have this conversation today about the alternative path, because you always listen, maybe not for every single thing that you ever did, but you know, from your early twenties, you, like you said, it was even more, it was easier for you. Yeah. And actually right now I'm facing the opposite problem. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to listen. That's, you know, it's, you know, sometimes we don't want to listen to the body, but you know, yeah. because one, because once you're there, you realize that the body tells you the truth right. and you can decide if, or if not to go with that. hundred yeah. percent. But it's funny just because you kind of did that. And then maybe now as you're coming up to 30, you're starting to question this exactly in the way that, right. like you said, like it's coming up more for you. The, the voices and the things that when you were younger, maybe felt a little, maybe a little bit more just, you were, what's the word? Not naive, not in a negative way, but you were more like, you know, less I didn't want to. Yeah. Yeah. didn't want to, you know, that wasn't, those weren't my considerations at that right. time. I think right. there are different considerations as you get older, but you can still decide how much those considerations put pressure on your experience. Like mm -hmm. you can still very much enjoy your life and take those things into consideration as you get older, but that still doesn't need to dictate your experience, which I think some of the cultural voices convince us that needs to happen. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, completely. But the reason I was saying the parallel is different is because it's it's happened the opposite way around for me because right. I, at the age of 22, 23, was, that was the age that I was like, okay, I need to follow the same path as everyone else. And it was very, very clear to me and ended up becoming uh, a lawyer when, I don't know, even now when people ask me, I, I, it's funny because people who met, meet me later in life such as you, they like laugh when they think about me working in the office in London and getting the tube to work and everything because it's so far away from, from how I live my life. And the life that I thought I was going to live, that my plan basically for my 20s just didn't fit me or my body at all. And yeah. it did take me years. And I'm, re I'm really grateful because, you know, when I was 27, it's funny that I look back where I was when I was your age, not on a patronizing way. I always say this to you, like you're so wise because I did make a big decision to leave law and move country at that age, but it definitely wasn't from a place of being coached or knowing myself or anything. I think it was like a panic kind of, I know mm -hmm. this isn't right. I need to just make a big snap decision and, and leave and mm -hmm. make a big change. But yeah, like now because of all those years of repressing what I really, really, truly wanted, I understand now when my body feels free or not even my body, just me as a person, um, Emma. Right, the, the body and the mind. Yeah. So yeah, like I feel like maybe I'm, I'm getting sidetracked just uh, talking about my journey, but I just think it's so interesting how we both in a way have chosen these alternative paths, but we've come at it from completely different angles and from completely different backgrounds. Totally. And I, and I think like, it's not that the image of my choice or the image of your choice is going to be right for the other person. That's actually why it's totally ir irrelevant to listen to other people's voices, right? Because, you know, for, for me, what might be alternative is actually not that alternative for someone else or vice versa. And what I hear in the words that you're saying is just like, it's available. It's available to all of us. And I think I also feel that a lot here in Panama, age is not the issue. There are some people, you know, who, especially people who choose to put themselves in these different, you know, spheres of influence, they keep their youthfulness if that's important to them, right? They keep their joy in their life if that's what's important to them. And that's why working with a coach or having examples around you, and that's kind of, I, I do want to like connect it to the coaching because it was you know, I don't know if I stress that enough in this conversation. It was a huge part of my growth here because it was like entering that mindset and entering that energy, that energetic space of stepping into that place where it's, I'm doing me, I'm doing me right now. And I, and it's okay. And from that place, things will grow. Wow. Oh my God. I love it so much. I really, I want to talk more about coaching. I think, you know, two coaches yeah. on a podcast together, we owe it to ourselves to talk about coaching and, and I guess just to talk about investing and, and mm. what it's like to. That was know, big for us. Also. Right. Uh, yeah. But before we do, I just, I just want to say something that I think what you said is so true is that I know Panama for you is a place where you, you really connect to and you get to be authentic M, right? You get to really live in the way that you want in nature and everything. And for me, whenever I put myself in these spaces as well, the age thing becomes less relevant. And it's interesting, right. isn't it? It's just something that you said that I was like, because people, you, you live in, a, I guess, a kind of expat community. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have chosen an alternative path because they have moved country and they've done something different. 
And yeah, it's that we get to choose how we want to live our life. And it just, age just becomes irrelevant. And that's so true. I just had to pick up on it. Yeah. It's it's actually one of the things I love most about living in this place is that people are paving their own way. Like it's not, no one has, has told you ahead of time what the path will look like, but now, you know, you see people of all different ages, families, single relationships, 20 to 40 to 60, like everyone's just doing their thing. And it's, and it's so, it's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. I just had to pick up on that because this is an age-related podcast and I just love that point that you made. Amazing. Let's talk coaching. You've said amazing things. Obviously, you've talked and and told the audience about your program and and the work that you do and some of the methods that that you use. And you've also mentioned how much uh, coaching has been important for you on this, I want to say life-changing, but it sounds cheesy. The the journey, the really intense It is life-changing. We can say it. Yeah, the journey that you've been on in the past, <laughs> yeah. I guess, 18 months, right? It's probably been about yeah. 18 months that you've been in this yeah. space of post-breakup, you know, opening the yoga studio, closing the yoga studio, making right. a big move, moving country, right. setting up a new life, all of these things. And yeah, like, I would love to just hear a little bit. I know you've already mentioned it a few times, but how coaching has supported you to do that. Yeah, I think that when we want to make changes in our lives, we can kind of skate for a long time and be like, I'm comfortable here, I'm comfortable here, I'm comfortable here. And then we start to suffer if that thing that we want to change is actually bigger and we're not listening to it. And what coaching does is it's basically also from, you know, you mentioned investment, like from a financial standpoint and from a mindset standpoint and from really a commitment standpoint, it sends you into that place where you're saying, I'm doing this. And I'm not doing this for anyone else. I'm doing this for me. I am going to make my choices intentionally. I'm going to get support because I don't need to do this alone. And I know that I'm ready and that I deserve support. So like all the themes that come up from someone who signs up for coaching, it's like self-love, self-confidence, courage, bravery, confidence, risk-taking, right? Because that's also what you need sometimes to live in an alternative empowered way. Like you'll get, you know, risk and reward are very closely related. And so I think coaching in fact symbolizes something much bigger, you know, and sometimes I think about the similarities between coaching and therapy, but I think coaching being very like, I don't even know how to say it. Like, you know, therapy might be a longer drawn out process. There's something, there's something very, yeah. Like there's something just very transformational about this work and I feel it. Yeah. And I want to go back to something that we also spoke about earlier in the episode is that when you're on your own journey, doing your own thing, you know, making decisions, living your life according to authentically how you want to live, you have a lot of voices that we spoke about and people's opinions. And then, of course, whilst you're going through life changes, you want to consult with friends and family and colleagues and people that you know. But having a professional to hold space for you with no ulterior judgments, no ulterior motive is really important. You mentioned it earlier that people will always have opinions of you. And when you come into the coaching space, it's the same with therapy, any, any space where you're, you know, you've invested in somebody to really just be there as the person reflecting back to you and helping you with your mindset and helping you really understand what's going on. It can really just, for me anyway, I know with all my coaches, I so appreciate just having that space where it's non-judgmental. And I just know from the start that it's just for me. It sounds like selfish, but it's not. It's so important. No, the coaching containers are, are really incredible. I see it with the women who I work with. I felt it immediately once I started working with you. It just totally like shot me out from all the doubts in my mind and all the going back and forth to a lot of clarity, a lot of just like let's go. We're doing this, you know? And I, again, like returning to that soul client thing that you said, it was a lot based on this personal, you know, just admiration and respect and connection that I felt, you know, with you. And, and that's also something I really like about coaching is that there's this authenticity. Like you really feel like there's a human being on the other side and not just a human being, an amazing human being who, (laughs) who maybe even can, you know, direct you in ways that, that you seek or that you didn't know before, or that you, you know, deep down within you desire to feel. So it's, I don't know, it's, it's an amazing thing. And I'm super, super enjoying, you know, sharing my method and 
tapping into this other side of wellness. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are more familiar with therapy. You mentioned it before, and there are so many differences. And one of those differences, like you said, is that many therapists keep their privacy. They really don't share. I don't know about you, but my therapist, like, you know, for years that we were working together, I didn't know anything about her. If she was married, kids, anything, it was like almost like a, there was always that boundary there, which is fine. It's, you know, it's good to have that neutral space, but I like how my clients know my story. And I'm sure you also like how your clients know yours because it's important. And I think it's also a professional choice. Like, you know, like I'm sure that there are, you know, some professional benefits or disadvantages to each side of that, because, you know, once you're vulnerable, you got to keep being, you know, vulnerable. And once you're private, you know, that's kind of like the expectation. So there are sides to that, but I, I really enjoyed just being able to feel like, yeah, on a really human level, we were just connecting and, you know, there was no, it didn't feel like there was hierarchy. You know, there was this, there was this, what do we need to do to, to get back to where we need to go? Yeah. No, I really love that. I'm so happy that we finally had this conversation. I just really can't wait to share it with everyone. I know that lots of you already know Emily from my uh, Instagram, but lots of you also, I'm sure this is the first time you've met her. So Em, can you tell everybody where they can find you and learn more about your amazing program and to, yeah, hear about what you're, what you're doing? Yes, of course. So I'm going through a whole rebrand now at the moment because, you know, so many new things and projects and exciting news is coming out. But for now, you can find me at I am Emily Shane on Instagram, E-M-I-L-Y-S-H-A-I-N. And then my website is embodied by Emily Shane. And, uh, you know, I offer free consult calls and I do, do all the things and there are a lot of offerings on the site so we can connect and we can see what's right for you and excited to connect. Yes. And if by chance there's been a change in website details or something by the time this yeah. is released, I'll definitely link everything in the podcast uh, notes. So for anybody who wants to just head straight over to, to see Emily, you can just check the notes. Um, thank you so much. I've just obviously loved this conversation um, and I'll see everyone on the podcast next week. Thank you.